up, everybody? This is the Ex Nilo Podcast. Glad you guys are all joining me uh, for this one. Hey, I want you to be armed with the tools this holiday season to be able to weather the storm. You might say, like, well, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, think about it. Uh, we, If you're dieting well, let's say, throughout most of the year, and you come up on, let's say, I don't know, a random date. Let me choose one. October 31st. Uh, a day where uh, you know the, the entire United States, maybe even the Western world, depending on where you are, uh, de- devours as much candy as they possibly can. And then you come up on a date, let's say, I don't know, one of the last Thursdays in November, where it's sort of the national holiday for gluttony, where you try to eat as much food and consume as much drink as possible. And then you come up on a day late in December, let's say the 25th, I don't know, and that day is supposed to be a day uh, reserved to celebrating the coming of your Lord Jesus, and we use that dinner night to eat as much food as possible, and then, I don't know, from the 25th to about, I don't know, January 1st or 2nd, we spend the week eating as much candy, treats, donuts, brownies, um, hot chocolate, uh, candy canes, uh, the holy trinity of popcorn in that metal tin thing and all your grandma's weird little candy she puts in dishes and we eat as much to our much as we can to our heart's desire and then we feel terrible to the point where we need to make a resolution that we are going to stop eating this much junk and crap and we are going to finally get on uh on the train where we uh, go on in this journey towards good health wouldn't it be great if you were armed with the tools to weather that storm and instead of swinging on the pendulum from I'm eating great to I'm a total all-on glutton that you could actually just weather that and, and stick through it and maybe have a few good meals, but then come on the other side feeling better than probably 99% of the people you know. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I want to arm you with the tools to be able to do that today. So today is all about how can you eat healthy throughout the holiday season and maintain your sanity and still have a great time all at the same time. How are you going to be able to do that? So I want to give you a few things. I don't know how long this podcast is going to be, but I think we'll get through it. And then at the end of it, I want to teach you just a little bit on the rhythms of understanding how you eat and why eating is actually worship to God. Uh, Eating isn't just about consumption and sustenance, although it does do those things and it nourishes your body. That's great. There's also one other big element for, for those of you that are Christians. I am a Christian or person of faith. We believe eating food that we receive is actually an act of worship. And that's why we don't venture into things like quote unquote gluttony, where we smash as much food as we can, Cheetos, Pop Tarts, Kit Kats, and Ding Dongs, because we believe we're worshiping God with our bodies and food is one way to do that. So Without further delay, let's talk about some ways you can survive the holidays. First thing, offer to cook. Listen, I don't care if you're a good chef or not. One of the easiest ways to control the quality and quantity of food that's going to be at Thanksgiving, that's going to be at Christmas, that's going to be at the holiday party, that's going to be at the church potluck, whatever it is, is to cook the food yourself or at least cook some of it yourself. That's what I do. I spend a good portion of the holidays cooking. Um, My wife's not a big cook. I'm sort of the cook in our family. So I'll take ownership over that. Now, typically around like Thanksgiving or Christmas, there's usually a turkey or uh, a prime rib or something like that. One of the cool ways you can, um, you know, take ownership is to learn how to cook those things. If you've never made a turkey, um, let's be honest. The turkeys you're going to eat this holiday season probably aren't all that great anyway. Most of them are dry and aren't good, especially if you're going to, mother's, in your, to your mother-in-law's house, let's be honest. So you might as well 
learn to make this yourself. Now, there's a few ways you can do this. Um, you can use something like I do, which is a, a smoker. You can get an electric smoker like a Traeger and plug it in. Honestly, that thing is so forgiving. If you cook anything on a Traeger, you know that uh, it usually comes out okay. So smoking a turkey for you know 12 hours and then cooking it at its temperature until it's ready is an easy way to do that. Flavoring it, putting uh, different stuffing in it, using paleo-style stuffing, which is usually potato-based or sweet potato-based instead of bread-based or gluten-based, grain-based, is a great way to do this. One of the I've got a great recipe. You know what I should do? I should link you guys uh, a paleo uh, stuffing link from Nom Nom Paleo. It's a great way to still have a great stuffing without any of the junk grains and gluten. So I'll link that to you guys in the show notes. I typically make something like that around the holiday season. It's potato-based. It's got some uh, a little bit of craisins, maybe some apples. So it's got a little fruit. It's got a little sugar. Um, so if you're going keto, obviously don't use it. But it's a great substitute for a regular stuffing. Now, you can put your turkey in a Traeger. You can, uh, you can also cook a turkey in a plastic bag. I would avoid using a plastic bag because of all of the, the, the microplastics are going to seep out of that. But they have these like sacks that you can use to cook a turkey in the oven. Um, and you could also do it the good old-fashioned way in the oven. Either way, if you make it yourself, you're going to avoid all the junk in the stuffings. You're going to avoid some of the bad uh, mold, mold-exposed spices. What do I mean by that? Well, when we open our jars of spices and we cook with them, sometimes the steam from the pot can get over the, if you're cooking with a giant pot, can get into the jar or any liquid and that can get moldy and you don't want mold exposure. So you can control that by using your spices and you can use the right kinds of salt, like pink Himalayan salt, real salt out of Redmond, Utah, and getting lots of those different electrolytes and minerals out of that salt. You get to control all of that yourself. So turkey's a good way. I, my personal favorite is a grass-fed prime rib. You can get sometimes you can get these from Butcher Box. Sometimes you can get these um, from your your local farmer. But I would encourage you to grab one of those bad boys and cook that up instead of going to Costco or some other place where you're going to get sort of uh, grain-fed meat. And again, you're going to get exposed to all of those different toxins in the fat of a prime rib uh, animal because they're eating corn and grain GMO'd, and that is uh, those things lead to inflammation and that's going to get passed on to you. And I don't want that to be passed on to you. So get your own animal. Uh, Grass-fed, grass-finished prime rib is the best, one of the best foods on planet Earth, one of the best things God ever created. It's healthy for you. It's high in omega-6, high-quality saturated fat, you know, protein, and, uh, and you can eat a lot of it and it's good. So, And I also encourage you, please, medium rare to rare, not do not pour, butcher that poor animal to the detriment and upsetness of God and to the sorrow of all people, do not cook that thing anymore. That's just my own opinion. But of course, you can cook it however you want. My point is, offer to cook around the holidays. The biggest perpetrators for holiday uh, letdowns is really the sides. Cooking quality sides is the way to get around this. And so cooking something that's sweet potato-based one of the cool things you can do is actually sub out white potatoes or russets. Although if you go that route, sure, that's not as bad. I'd put it on, you know, on the scale of like green, eat as much as you can to red, don't eat it at all. You might be in that yellow-ish section. Okay, eat a, few, eat a little bit depending on how you cook it. But if you're adding industrial cow, industrial dairy to it, 
cow milk, uh, you know, like milk, cream, anything like that, don't eat it. Use um, raw milk if you have to. Use grass-fed butter. Kerrygold butter is a great example. Put that in there uh, for your potatoes. But I actually use... Uh, I have a, a recipe for white sweet potato mashed potatoes. And now people think the word sweet potato means it's going to be sweet. It actually doesn't mean that. White or white or quote unquote yellow sweet potatoes you can get from mostly any stores now. Um, those are not that sweet. And actually they have a delicious flavor to them. And you're going to get a lot of that prebiotic fiber as you bake them or as you stir and you cook. If you do decide to bake those potatoes, you're going to get a lot of prebiotic fiber in those yellow sweet potatoes or even a regular sweet potato, orange one for that matter, because the more you bake, the more the, the potato sort of produces that prebiotic fiber, make it more bioavailable. So I encourage you to do that as well. But again, controlling all of the, controlling all of, uh, the, the sides is, is the name of the game. So if you were to go and look at, let's say, the Bulletproof Diet infographic, which I'll link for you in the show notes. Um, and you were to use the foods in the green and yellow, you're going to be able to eat, even if other people create and make all sorts of other stuff, you're going to be able to eat your own food. And really, it's going to be good if you can look up some great recipes and you'll avoid a lot of the other junk that people are going to eat. I know when I go to my wife's family's house or my friend's house or my other family's house, there's always options. I always bring a couple things because that way I can control. If I can cook the meat, if they let me allow me to, I learn, learn to cook the meat. That's a great way to do it. I cook it myself. And then I bring one to two to three options for me to be able to eat. So, so offer to cook. That's number one. Second thing, ways to sort of weather the storm of the holiday season when it comes to diet is to pick your spots. Listen, you know, you don't have to walk around being the Grinch that stole Thanksgiving and the Grinch that stole Christmas dinner from everybody. You don't have to be that person if you don't want to be. Again, offering to cook is a great way. But picking your spots and saying, hey, these are going to be the one to two to four times or whatever it is throughout this next month or two where I am going to allow myself maybe some food that I don't typically eat. So Thanksgiving dinner is a great example of that. I, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat and I'm going to enjoy it. And what you're doing is you're locking yourself into a few dates, right? You're saying that, hey, if you know, someone comes over the day before Thanksgiving, I am going to eat still pretty healthy. I'm going to still eat food as close to the way God made it as possible. But Thanksgiving, I'm going to allow myself, you know, Aunt Edna's pie or whatever, or maybe your mom has a famous recipe that she always has made. And you're going to allow yourself some, some leeway to eat some of that. I do this typically as well. I, of course, I don't go hog wild on those days. I think that's important. God's never calling us to be gluttonous, um, but he is calling us to enjoy food, to enjoy company with people, and having some of these meals will be okay. Something is better than nothing. Changing something about your diet is better than nothing. Don't say, well, it's the holidays. I'm just going to crush whatever all throughout the season. That actually could be, um, really, that's going to be, you're going to fall off the wagon. It's going to be really hard to get back on the wagon come January if you take that approach. So, what I would encourage you to do is choose a few dates. So for me, I choose Thanksgiving. I choose my daughter's birthday because it's right near the holidays. And I choose uh, either Christmas Eve or Christmas, depending on when I'm, I'm a pastor. I preach on, on Christmas Eve or Christmas. Depending on when, when I have time to eat, I'm choosing that those days to really enjoy myself around those times. If I've got family or friends in time, there you might be another special day where I'm going to allow myself to eat what I want to eat. What's good, what it's good about it is it provides guardrails for you. It allows you space to then eat what you need to eat, high quality foods the rest of the time of the year. 
but on those special days to enjoy some of that special food with your family. A couple, you know, I, I would say probably locking in three to four to five of these dates is key. I would also say pay attention to how you feel because my guess is you're not going to feel great. If you've been eating like X Nihilo, like I've been teaching sort of throughout these podcasts and, and, and YouTube videos, and you've been eating the, the way that God has intended us to eat, which is not process, is very minimal processing, um, no junk, no Ritz crackers and um, home run pie, hand pies and uh, candy and soda and all this other stuff, you're probably not going to feel great. And that's probably good because you're going to feel great and that's going to act as a deterrent for you in the future, right? You're going to go, and I don't like eating like this. I don't like the hangover that comes with it. Great. Pay attention to how you feel, okay? Because if you pay attention to how you feel, it's going to limit you um, from eating junk in the future. Third thing you could do, uh, double up your workouts. If you're not already working out, you should be working out, okay? Begin a workout plan, a workout regimen. Get with a coach that might be able to help get you and set you up some workouts. I'm actually working on launching my uh, ex Nilo coaching, which is going to be related to workouts, um, eating lifestyle, the pillars of ex Nihilo, well-being, longevity, and performance. But you know, if even if you don't have a coach that you work with, go online, find some workouts that are great for you. Do something an old high school coach puts you through before. Find a running routine a cardio routine, a weightlifting routine, a CrossFit class, uh, anything, a Zumba class, something like that, Pilates, stick with it. Some people do Orange Theory. Stick with that workout routine throughout the holidays. Don't use the holidays as an excuse to take workouts off and and eat poorly at the same time. One of my favorite things to do when I am currently doing CrossFit is, is to join, usually most CrossFit gyms do an awesome job about doing a sort of a, a turkey wad, quote unquote, a, or some holiday wad on Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving or Easter Sunday or whatever it is in the morning. And they, and they have something for you that you can do. It's a really, really hard workout. And then usually they have some food after and it's a fun way to hang. But even if not, you go home, you got a great workout in, and then you've kind of earned your food, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> So take advantage of working out. Don't miss workouts throughout the holiday season. Most gyms are, are open for the most part. I'm a Christian. Again, this is a Christian faith-based podcast. I'm not exercising on Christmas morning. That's my opportunity to be with my, my wife and my children and my other family and friends. That's my opportunity to um, remember that Jesus came into the world on our behalf as a, as a gift from God the Father to save all of humanity. So I'm going to spend that time thinking and praying and being with God, being with my family. Um, I would encourage you to do the same. Don't feel the need to be overly, uh, uh, overly crazy about your workouts, uh, even during Christmas. You need a Sabbath. So take a break if you are on that side of the spectrum. If you're on the huh, no workout side of the spectrum, work out, okay? Go to the gym. Christmas Eve wad, Thanksgiving wad, such a fun time to be with friends working out together at a CrossFit gym or a Pilates class or whatever it is, okay? Another great thing for you, walk. Walk a lot. Go on holiday adventures with your family, with your friends, alone to be alone and, and, and pray and be alone and think and listen to a fun podcast like this one and, and just get some time away because here's a few reasons. Walking is the easiest way to burn calories, bar none. 
it, it's so underrated. It gets your heart rate up. It keeps you in shape. It burns calories. It's easy. It's great for stress levels, but it's also great for digestion. After Thanksgiving dinner, go out for a mile or two mile walk. If you're in the snow somewhere, go throw some snowballs in the snow after. Uh, I know I have some friends that go skiing every Christmas, go uh, snowboarding every Christmas Eve or something like that. Those are great options. For me, I live in the Seattle area. There is nothing but outdoors activities out here. There's mountains, there's trails. Go on a nice long walk. If you're alone, go by yourself, go meditate. If you've got some family, take your kids out, run them around. God knows they need to be outside. But that's a great way for you to burn some calories and help your digestion because you're going to need it after, before and after uh, indulging in some good food, okay? Double up on your workouts. Fourth thing you can do, uh, use supplements to avoid the meal hangover. Now, this is sort of a next level hack, but there's all sorts of things you can be doing to help yourself, whether you're eating too much, whether you're, if you partake in alcohol, whether your conscious allows you to do that. These supplements will help you. And I want to give you some because here's, here's a little sneak, little thing you don't know about me. I'm the supplement guy. And I'm not talking about the GNC sort of Franken, Franken food supplement guy. I'm talking about the natural stuff, right? Anytime I go out to a, a trip with my friends, they're always like, Eddie, hook me up with the supplement hack. I woke up. I had a few drinks the night before. I woke up. I ate way too much. What do I need? I'm your guy. Here's a few. Digestive enzymes. Grab yourself some digestive enzymes. I'm going to link my favorite one in the description for you. So you can go ahead and grab that if you want. You're going to be eating so much food. Oftentimes your stomach doesn't have the, the proper gut biome sort of ratios already. You know, not most people aren't thinking about it that much. Um, I am, but most people aren't. So what you can do is take a digestive enzyme to help you digest proteins, digest dairy, digest fat, digest carbs, whatever it is, sugar, and just take one that's going to help you sort of process all that food for you and help pass it quickly. Digestive, digestive enzymes. Second thing, ginger tea. Ginger tea. As long as you don't have an intolerance to ginger, a cup of ginger tea after every single meal while you're on a walk even, will help you digest your food. You're not going to get the sort of acid reflux that's going to come with stuff. If you're eating junk, it's going to happen. Uh, if you have GERD or something like that, ditch the Nexium, ditch ditch the the the, pi, uh, the Prilosec or whatever it is, that, that the monstrosity of a, of a pill, unless your doctor, of course, has told you to do that, in which case, go ahead and follow their advice. But I would try, wink, wink, ginger tea, as a, a supplement to that or uh, on its own. I do think this is an underrated thing. G ginger's great for digestion and it'll help you out, okay? Third thing, activated coconut charcoal. Not just any old activated charcoal, but coconut charcoal specifically. Um, activated charcoal is an absolute cheat code. And you know, if you ever have heard of anyone being poisoned by anything and you go to the hospital, they typically pump a stomach with charcoal. Why? Because charcoal binds to toxins in the stomach and helps you pass them, okay? You're going to be ingesting a lot of toxins, okay? Hate to break it to you. There's going to be a lot of toxins you're ingestion, ingesting. Please take some activated charcoal. Take one, two, three capsules with each junk meal. Um, that's going to help you pass a lot of the, a lot of the junk you're eating. Um, do not take activated coconut charcoal with 
with supplements because oftentimes it'll reduce the effectiveness or altogether eliminate the supplements you take. Don't pop charcoal with vitamin C, which is my next sub, uh, which, which is my next uh, suggestion for you. Don't take it with your vitamin D. Don't take it with your morning supplement stack. Otherwise, you're minimizing or negating the effects. Take it with junk food. Take it with uh, Aunt Brenda's sweet potato pie. Okay, that's going to help you a ton. And anything that's causing inflammation might get passed. Some of it will, at least. And it'll reduce things like headaches after drinking or eating. By the way, if you're drinking alcohol and your conscience permits that, wine, uh, distilled alcohols. I should do a podcast on alcohols. I think I will here pretty soon. If you are, take activated charcoal with it because that's going to help you reduce some of the toxin load that's that's coming on in your, in your system and it'll help avoid a, a headache in the morning. Um if you are uh, drinking, uh, let's say, wine or something like that or, or alcohol, here's a few tips on which one to choose. If you, if you, let's say, you are someone who does drink alcohol, avoid anything wheat-related. No beer. Sorry. Sorry, guys. No wheat-related. Distilled tequila, vodka, and gin are going to be your best bets in terms of reduced toxin load. If you are going to choose a wine, red is the, has the most mold exposure. And white, a white dry wine will be the most clean type of wine you can drink. Now, I know white wine doesn't go with, um, let's say, uh, you know, a delicious piece of grass-fed prime rib, which I've already suggested. I understand all that. Here's the deal. Um, when you're choosing an alcohol and you're being an alcoholic, alcohol connoisseur, you are basically saying, well, let's see which poison is best with it, goes best with this piece of food. So it's poison. It's all poison. Who cares about the palate? Take care of your body. Don't worry about um, showmanship or any of that stuff around the holiday season. Take care of your body, okay? But activated charcoal around, around alcohol would be uh, my suggestion. Another thing you could take is vitamin C around around drinking alcohol because you're going to need that immunity boosting supplements to help alongside okay increases immunity and let's be honest when you eat junk food you get sick more because again you're getting exposed to a lot of these toxins in this food you're also lowering your immune system because there's all sorts of other things you're not you're not seeing that you're taking especially when you're eating junk a lot of seed oils and that stuff a lot of that stuff makes you sick um like the animals you're consuming because they're sick and they're being pumped with antibiotics so that they can stay alive, so that they can get fatter, so that you can eat it. Again, be careful. Um, vitamin C is a great way to increase immunity. Uh, another little hack, you know, along with the ginger tea thing, is lemon water. So if you don't have issues with, let's say, uh, acid reflux, lemon water um, could be a great substitute. Um, my wife goes to an awesome naturopath here in the Washington, Seattle, east side area, Bellevue Redmond. And and they always talk about vitamin C. Grabbing an organic lemon, squeezing a whole one in the morning or in the middle of the day has got a full spectrum of vitamin C, unlike a lot of these supplements which just have absorbic acid as the vitamin C. You want that full spectrum, and a lemon is a great way to do that. You don't have to squeeze a, an orange into juice and then pour sugar in it to get a minuscule amount of vitamin C. Try a full lemon squeeze. Get yourself a lemon squeezer on Amazon. They're cheap, five bucks. Squeeze an entire lemon into some filtered water. Pinch a little Himalayan, Himalayan uh, sea salt in there. And all of a sudden, you've got some electrolytes, you got some vitamin C, and that'll keep you healthy. The last supplement I'd suggest to you around the holiday season is glutathione. 
okay, glutathione. Now, glutathione is a naturally occurring antioxidant that already comes out in your body, but you can actually supplement yourself with some liposomal glutathione uh, that will support your liver detoxing yourself throughout all of these food, let's call them binges. Hopefully they're not serious binges, but all these different food you're consuming. Your, your liver is gonna need a little help, especially if you're drinking alongside this. So try glutathione, a liposomal glutathione. I'll, I'll put a link in, uh, in, the, in the show notes for you for that as well. Uh, I would encourage you to always have glutathione and help on hand. And if you do somehow get sick because it's cold, you're outside, or because you're eating eating junk, Glutathione will help your liver continually detox and you'll get healthy faster, okay? Glutathione has the job of sort of interacting with the toxins in your body in a way that aids their excretion uh, from you as you pass them, right, from your body. And that's great. We want that. We, um, you're, If you're not going to be eating great, we want you to be able to pass some of the junk that you are consuming, okay? All right. So we've gone through offering to cook. We've, uh, we've gone through picking your spots, putting some dates on the calendar that you are going to eat some of this food so you have some guardrails, um, but some space to enjoy yourself. Uh, we talked about doubling up on your workouts. We talked about using supplements to avoid meal hangovers. And here's my last thing. Be kind to yourself. Remember that Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter or whatever the holiday is, a birthday is that remember what it's for. Remember why you're celebrating in the first place. Usually you're doing it to be with family when it's around Thanksgiving. It's a time to celebrate those your loved ones around Christmas. You're They're thanking God for uh, sending Jesus, thanking God the Father for sending Jesus Christ into the world as a gift for you. And around Easter, you're celebrating the risen King, right? And on 4th of July, you're celebrating your country. You're celebrating uh, those that maybe uh, have served our country as well. Remember why you celebrate in the first place and don't abuse yourself if you fail. You may go off the wagon here and there. That might happen, okay? That doesn't mean you need to beat yourself up. Um, if you, let's say, do beat yourself up all the time and you're somebody who's like, man, I can't believe I failed. I'm so fat. I'm such a, I'm such a piece of junk. I'll, I'll always be like this. And then you maybe... Uh, sort of go from being a binge eater to maybe a bulimic or an anorexic, that's a signal that you maybe have some trauma around food or maybe even trauma around specific holidays um, and some shame and guilt has trickled in and you need to go deal with that with a professional. I'd recommend a, a, a psychotherapist, a counselor, a biblical counselor, a pastor maybe can get you started. But then from there, if they're not a professional, they might need to help you find someone who's more trauma trained, not just trauma informed. Conversely, if you gorge yourself because of your emotions around the holiday and you're, you're eating to celebrate and you're eating to lament, that may be a signal of the same thing. And it may be helpful for you to go um, get some professional help. Now, if that's not you, that's fine. Just remember to be kind to yourself around the holiday season. Enjoy the season. Enjoy this downtime because if you are following what I'm teaching here around Ex Nihilo, around this biblical-based wellness, you are going to be eating great most of the year. Remember, something is better than nothing. So be kind to yourself. If you gorge yourself, if you eat too much, it's not the end of the world, okay? What is important is that you remember to celebrate. Sometimes when we're not kind to ourselves, it pulls us out of celebration mode. It pulls us out of being with our family and being present and being with our loved ones and being present. And it puts us in this brain, in this mindset that we need to be doing something better, okay? 
One time a counselor said to me, Eddie, there's a lot of should in you. And what he meant by that was, I should always be doing better. I'm thinking I should always be doing better. I should be doing this. I should be eating cleaner. I should be working out. That is true for me and it might be true for you. What you need to do and what I needed to learn was to discover how limited of a person we really are, which we are, and enjoy yourself within limits, okay? I hope that helps. This next piece for us as we're coming towards the holidays is really about how to worship God with our meals this holiday season and really every time of the year. Anytime you eat a meal, food has become so casual and it's become so on the go that we forget that God blesses us with food. Um, we were at a dinner recently as a church staff and I I thought it was hilarious that they were uh, one of my, you know, we had this conversation so they wouldn't mind me sharing. We had a hilarious conversation and how they, they prayed for God to sort of bless this food to their body and the food they were eating was absolute junk and we sort of chuckled about it. But the point is we want God to bless the food to our bodies and there was a time where people didn't have an overabundance like we do in the West where, and there still is across the world where people, and even here in our own country and I'm a product of a childhood like this, where the food that they got was all they had and they were able to worship God with consuming that meal. So I wanna give you four tips on how to connect with God through your eating and worship him uh, this season. First thing is this, build a connection to where your food comes from. Because of the convenience of the West and all of the sort of how removed we are from the production of our food, we don't quite understand where our food comes from. Understanding that God provides animals. He provides the way there of us to raise them, right? That's Genesis chapter one. That he gave Adam dominion over the garden and to and dominion over the, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. Remembering that God provides animals to eat. Remember that God provides fruits and vegetables to consume and drink to drink, water to drink. Helps remind us that God creates all things and our food comes from him. And when we remember that, we can then look at the food on our plate, whether it's on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or New Year's or whenever, and say, thank you, God, for giving me this meal. You provide for me one day at a time. I know I'm in a cocoon here in my country, in a country of abundance. Even if we are at our poorest, we still have meals typically uh, throughout the day, either government assistance or otherwise, for, the mo- for most of us, not everybody. And we can look down at our food and go, God, you provided this meal. You, you birthed me to a place in a country where I have an opportunity to eat and consume. And I'm thankful that you did that for me. Thank you, God. That's great. Second way to worship God with your food is to cook. I feel like I'm beating this in your head because I think you should do it. Uh, and not just frying bologna and throwing it on Wonder Bread with some, some uh, Miracle Whip either. I'm talking about cooking. Cooking helps us get in touch with our food in a way that is different and distinct from any other thing. When you're preparing an animal that God has provided for you, it changes your relationship with food and it makes you look at God in a different way. When you are preparing food and you're seeing your family, if you have kids, seeing your kids consume food that you made, you are connected with your creator. Image, you're made in God's image, right? You're You've got this food that God's provided for you. You're preparing it. You're the, you're the means by which God has uh, sovereignly uh, predestined your family to eat. And so you're cooking, right? That's Ephesians chapter one, in case you're curious. And so you're cooking this food and you're giving it to your children. And you are the way that God provides them their meal. 
it's beautiful. You are the way that God provides a delicious Thanksgiving dinner to people. You are the way God provides a delicious Christmas meal for people. And that is really an opportunity for you to worship God. God, thank you for the means, that the food, the, the financial resources, and the skill. Thank you for those things to be able to cook for my family and my friends this holiday season. You are a good God. Third thing, third way we worship God with the food is to savor the flavor. Man, I don't know how many times I'm guilty of just going and smashing my food so quickly. Um, but God wants you to enjoy the wonderful palate that you have, that he's given you, if you have that still. And you can enjoy it and cultivate it and say, what, what is that flavor? Oh, that's garlic. What is that? Oh, that's rosemary. What is that? Oh, that's beef. What is that? Um, that is pineapple or that's berry or that's, that's a, whatever it is. And you're tasting it and you're allowing it to enjoy. And you're saying, wow, God, you created my mouth in such a way that I could eat this food and enjoy it in a way that, I can, that no, maybe, perhaps who knows what animals understand what this is like. But I know that as me as a human, you've created me this way. You've created me in a way to sort of take the different foods, collect them together, provide a, a recipe that you sort of allowed and created an opportunity to exist. And now I get to consume it and I get to enjoy it. Thank you, God. Savor the flavor. And then the fourth way you worship God with your food is to never eat alone. Now, I know that's not always possible, but especially around the holidays, you have an opportunity to connect with your friends, right? God says in chapter two of Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone, right? So he provides Eve to Adam. You and I are, are beings of community. We need one another. Even before sin comes into the world, you and I need one another. And so a meal is a great way to connect with people uh, and enjoy their presence and, and indulge in how you were made, which is to connect with other people. You may notice some of the most important parts of the Bible all center themselves around a meal, right? Think about it. Even Genesis chapter three, which is a bad meal, um, that centers around a meal. Think about the sacrificial offerings that take place, right? What about Passover meal and the Exodus? Some of the ceremonies that the Israelites have, some of these feasts, right? The Feast of Booths that they practice and many others that, Israel, that even Jews today still practice. These center around meals. Um, the upper room in John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, that's all based on a meal, right? The, that's the upper room meal, the, the last meal of Jesus, right? He's eating it with his friends. And that's where we get our meal of communion or the Lord's Supper, where we get the bread and we get the wine or juice and we get to partake in that meal and remember God as a result, right? And finally, the wedding supper of the lamb. When Jesus comes back, he's gonna prepare a meal for everyone in Revelation. And this is gonna be a, a magnificent meal where all of us finally have the sort of veil of sin removed from us, the veil of death removed from us, and we'll all be sort of existing in perfection, enjoying the meal that God prepares for us. Never eat alone because God didn't design us to. All right, friends. Hope you have a great holiday season. Uh, I'm going to be putting out some more podcasts and content around this stuff. Um, but I also would ask you that if you enjoy this content, and this is helpful for you, would you follow um, the Ex Nihilo podcast on YouTube? Uh, follow it on, or subscribe on YouTube. Follow it on Spotify. Follow it on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And throw me a like, throw me a review. Help this show out because... 
there's not a lot out there around biblically-based wellness principles, and I want to get this out to the masses. All right, I'll see you on the next one. One more thing, the statements in this video or audio have not been evaluated by the FDA, the US Food and Drug Administration. Information provided here is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by this website and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a physician visit and should not be taken as medical advice of any sort or kind. This is a list of resources for further self-research and work with your personal physician if needed. By using any of this information, by watching, listening, or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release this podcast, its participants, and its websites from any and all liability whatsoever, including that which might come from negligence. Also, don't smoke cigarettes, don't do drugs, stay in school, don't touch hot surfaces, and please wear your safety glasses when cutting wood.